The enemy's greatest stronghold, our minds. Strategy to Win by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Who or what controls our minds? Is it our spirit man or our soul? What's on our hearts? Is it Christ and His kingdom, along with the laws of the kingdom, or Satan and his lawless world? You see, the battleground for the continued existence of man is being fought in our minds. It's here, Armageddon, the great tribulation is fought. God transmits thoughts to our mind through our spirit. Satan and his unclean spirits feeds thoughts to our minds through our soul. What's found on the altar of our hearts is the result of who we are listening to. If we look at the world today, it's terrible how much of humanity unknowingly is carrying out the thoughts of the enemy. In our right minds, we humans were not created to do the horrendous things we see happening in the news. But you see, it's not us. It's the nature of the enemy carrying out his desires through us. Satan has always understood mind control and the power of the word. We, God's family, have run from even the mention of it because of its abuse and use by the dark side of the supernatural. But think of this, the power connected to the knowledge of God, the Word, is much greater than the power of the enemy. Jesus, our example, walked on water, escaped through closed doors, healed degenerative diseases, made water into wine, on and on. He came as mankind, the Word tells us, just like us, yet He could make a thought a reality, a desire an experience, and all was good, as it was stemming from the mind connected only to God. Eve gave up the phenomenon of mentally birthing perfection by connecting us to the mind of Satan. Our mind's ability to process a thought into reality through the power of the Word of God has been lost. The fruit of the enemy's lies, offering her the ability to choose for herself what was good or evil, and the appeal to be like God, looked better than the truth of being fed knowledge through the Lord. She therefore allowed Satan to feed her his thoughts and ideas instead of the power of God through his word has since been lost to man. As the descendants of Eve, everything we have done is accomplished through the knowledge of the enemy. How to think like Jesus, drawing from the knowledge of God, is lost. You see, the battleground has always been our minds. Satan captured the mind of Eve, giving him the right, along with his evil forces, to take captive the minds of all her descendants. This has been the status quo, since the garden and man has been completely accustomed to this invasion and satisfied in their captivity. They have happily lived in darkness. The good news is, when the light of truth shines into dark places, its light dispels the darkness and the darkness has no defense against it. Darkness cannot comprehend light or those who walk in it. John chapter 1 verse 5 tells us, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Darkness, therefore, cannot gain control of light or lay hold of it in our mind. Darkness cannot eliminate light either. We know the Word is Jesus, and Jesus is truth, 
the way, and life. He is the triumphant remaining light after the darkness of night recedes. The Morning Star Revelation chapter 22 verse 16 I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. John chapter 1 verse 4 In him the word was life, and the life was the light of men. By separating from the world, its princes and his thinking, and allowing our spirit to be guided by the morning star that resides in the hearts of the born again, the thoughts of God will once again begin to flood human minds, washing out the debris of years of wrong knowledge and tainted thoughts. This is the true meaning of walking in the spirit, our spirits communing with the Holy Spirit. It is from this state that we are to praise the Lord, live our lives, and establish God's kingdom. To do this, however, we must sort out our thoughts, notice them, be aware of them, with the idea of determining their origin. Ask ourselves, do our thoughts line up with Scripture? Would we care if all of the world could hear or see what's in our minds? When the eyes of Adam and Eve were opened after their rebellion, they saw their physical bodies and were ashamed. If our lives were reversed and our spirit became visible, would we again be ashamed? Are our spirits undernourished, starved of the word, little, weak, run by our soul? We better think about this if we wish to be a part of the new heaven and new earth especially if 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 53 through 54 is to be fulfilled in us. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 53 through 54. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, mindset free. For this mortal must put on immortality. We will be set free of time. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Now let us look at Revelation chapter 7, verses 14 through 17. And I said to him, Sir, you know. So he said to me, These are the ones who came out of the great tribulation, and washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb, the incorruptible. Therefore, they are before the throne of God, and serve Him day and night in His temple, in the body of Christ. And He who sits on the throne of their hearts will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger any more, nor thirst any more. There will be no lack physically or spiritually. The sun shall not strike them, nor any heat. We can see this take place on the earth. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters, where truth flows freely for all that thirst and choose His knowledge. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. No sickness, sorrow, or pain. How do we make our robes white? We separate from the world, the empire of Satan, and all to do with it, 
so we can be loosed from the enemy, found in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 12 through 13. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. These principalities and powers are the giants in our lives that bring all the sorrow, pain, sickness, and death to mankind. Evil spirits that cause us to do their bidding by transmitting their thoughts in our minds. Here is a big key. They many times speak in the first person. This has been going on since the garden, resulting in men claiming these thoughts for their own. We have grown over thousands of years quite comfortable with this way of living. Is it any wonder God says, Your ways are not my ways, nor your thoughts my thoughts. The good news is already mentioned, however. The remedy is the light of truth. Truth will shed its light in our minds and hearts to expose and defeat the enemy. Pretty soon, all of humanity will be able to detect the mental games and defeat the enemy behind them. Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse 46, I have come as light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. This means for those of us that know Christ, if there is any trace of darkness lurking in our lives, we can shed light on it to erase it from its existence. When we turn loose of something that has secretly bothered us, we are set free from it. If we hang on to it, however, hide it away because we are ashamed, we are held captive by it. The Lord came to set the captives free, but some of us will not leave ourselves, even though the doors are wide open. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So, if we have wrong thoughts, evil, corrupt, nasty thoughts, are we going to hide them, be held captive by them, feel guilty, or are we going to understand these are not our thoughts, we are born again of incorruptible seed, we are children of God, not Adam, the sacred seed, and those thoughts are positively not ours. Their ideas mentally projected into our minds, or thoughts that are transmitted from a mind different from ours. In other words, good people, bad devils. We must expose them, not accept them as ours. Get rid of them, shine the light on them, accept our freedom. We surely do not want the enemy to hold us captive because we won't let go. The enemy comes at us in many ways. Thoughts can be interjected into our minds, even in our sleep. If we have a bad dream or an evil vision, is it ours? Is it our fault? Or was it simply the counterfeit of God's prophetic dreams and visions? Again, not our fault. It all, good or bad, came into our mind from a supernatural source. Even our emotions are affected by the thoughts of the enemy. 
If we have anger towards someone, for instance, we need to ask ourselves, did something cloud my thinking causing me to misunderstand the person? Do I still feel angry and do not really know why? Ponder it. Or maybe we're for no apparent reason afraid of someone. Is God warning us to stay clear of them? Or is the enemy ruining something important that contact with the feared one would be beneficial? Swing the sword of truth. Scripture tells us fear isn't of God. So, if it were the Lord, wouldn't it be a calm knowing to stay away? The devil is an expert in mind games. We must understand the battle going on in our minds. The enemy's object is to steal, kill, and destroy. If the forces of Satan can cause us to kill someone or ourselves, mission accomplished. But if they can influence us to spiritually devastate someone, that's even better. By destroying our faith and causing us to give up on God, they realize their ultimate goal. They have stolen us from the Lord. People are cruelly driven to insanity by relentlessly being fed devastating thoughts of hopelessness in an attempt to kill their reason for existence, distorting their reality. Emotionally dead, these poor people end up Satan's puppets with no feelings for anything. All is caused by the enemy. Unfortunately, people in this frame of mind are capable of carrying out the bizarre, hideous thoughts of Satan himself. Mind games, all mind games. The enemy works hard to steal our peace, our joy, our sense of well-being through thoughts of failure, depression, sadness, and contentiousness. As stated before, the enemy speaks in the first person. He will send thoughts of destruction, thoughts like, I will never amount to anything. I'm not attractive. I'll never be like a normal person and lead a normal life. Damaging thoughts of, I have no talent or real gifting. I always say the wrong thing and people hate me. Or many hear in their minds, I am a fool, stupid, no one wants me for a friend. Since these thoughts come in the first person, we think they are our thoughts, when in truth it's the enemy attempting to destroy us. Mind games, and again, they are no holds barred. The devil doesn't play fair. But you know what? We can hold our own. Every evil thought can meet with the sword of truth and literally be slashed to pieces. Truth demolishes lying thoughts, pulls down the enemy's strongholds in our minds, and fortifies us. Don't be fooled. Satan's mind games involve all of humanity. The game will be played whether we want to participate or not. So we might as well let God teach us how to play and win. Let us close reading 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 5 for the strategy. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. These strongholds are in our minds. 
casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's how we do it.